0: What up, what up, what up, what up, though? And welcome back to another episode of the Black Friday's podcast. You already know who it is. It's your boy Denzel Turner, your favorite host. And before I get into telling you who my guest is on this episode, I have a couple of questions that I gotta ask you that might give you some insight. All right, so boom, when you was a shorty coming up, as the homie say in Chicago, did you have an OG or a mentor to show you the way and guide you in the right direction? Yes or no. All right, let's take it a step further. When you were in high school or even college for some people, were your counselors doing their job and making sure they were putting you in position to excel at the next level? Yes or no? I asked these questions because I didn't always have the right people to help me find my way at pivotal points in my life. I eventually did find people who believed in me and wanted to mentor me and show me the way. So today on the podcast, I had to bring Tanya Abouzee, excuse me, Dr. Tanya Abouzee on the podcast to talk about Wayfinder, the business that she started in order to help people find the right educational fit for them. So with that being said, Let's run the intro and get into the episode. Oh it's good. You are now in oh, the mix good. Of vibes by Jones. But, but, but. Day. I have none other than the doctor, Tanya abuzaid in the building. How are you today?
1: I'm well. How are you? Happy Friday.
0: As we had talked about beforehand, Wayfinder um, Educational Consulting Services is your practice and your business, your baby that you started. And we met at the University of Miami when I was a student and you were a part of uh, the staff. And it's great to see that you have started to embark on this journey now, and I really wanted to Tap in with you and understand more about what it is that you do, because I'm a big proponent of education, so I know how that's been a huge help for me. So I really wanted to get into your story today about that. So I wanted to ask if you could tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are as a person, and then also uh, tell us a little bit about the business.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having me. Um, I when I got the invite, I was so glad and pleasantly surprised um, that you reached out, and you know, just really excited to contribute to education in general, um, and to contribute to Black businesses, right? And so, um, a little bit about me. My name is Dr. Tanya Buzayi. Um, I am a PhD in higher education. I've been in higher education for the last uh, 16 years, um, working in various capacities um, at both the public and private institution um, sector. Right, And so what I do and what I love to do is I love to help students navigate and get through their college experience and also the pre-college experience as well. Um, On the personal uh, side, I am um, in my 30s, late 30s, starting a business. Hey. Um, and I what I love to do and 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 what you know my, my mantra is is serving others, helping people. That's on the personal tip, that's on the professional side as well. And so um I, I'm I'm from South Florida. I have two kids, two girls. Um, my husband is my 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 biggest cheerleader. um, And launching a business in the the pandemic has been a challenge, but also my levels of fulfillment have never been higher. And so I absolutely love, I'm loving what I'm doing. I'm loving helping um, folks, educating individuals on the college game, if you will.
0: And I got to say, I definitely think that you were made for this because when I was a part of, you know, the little student orgs that I was in at University of Miami, you definitely were a big help in uh, helping us get whatever we needed, giving us direction whenever we um, asked for it. So that was um, greatly appreciated uh, for myself and then also my classmates. So what made you kind of leave that kind of machine of higher education and, you know, being in a college setting and do Wayfinder um, on your own?
1: Yeah, so there comes a point, in, and I think in, in everyone's life, that you have to make a decision, right, when you are looking at your life trajectory, um, what it is that you want. And when you're working for, you know, a complex organization, such as a major university Um, you can, you can kind of lose that, lose a little bit of that insight because you're so like in the weeds. And I was so focused on like helping students, helping the organization, you know, moving students along, um, meeting objectives, running a team. I was so deep down in the weeds that I had forgotten that like, Hey, Tanya, what do you, What are we doing here? (laughs) Right. Um, And I think the pandemic having all this time in the pandemic to really critically analyze and reflect on what it is that I want to do. What is my purpose? um, And having that level of fulfillment that I wanted every day. Um, And so I had the thought of launching my consulting practice where I work with individuals, students, um, adults who may want to come back to college, right, who have, you know, been working and maybe they never finished that degree or maybe they want to pivot. Um, And so I had already been doing these things like with my network, with friends and family that I know. Um, and, but I, I, I never thought of myself as an entrepreneur. I was more like, I'm just a helper, I'm a servant of the people. Let me just help folks. Until, you know, as I started journaling and writing and really thinking about, like, what do you want to do, girl? What do we do? What, what are we out here doing? Um, that I, I realized that you need to do your own thing. Okay, Um, and I had to make that decision and it wasn't an easy decision. It took some time to to think about how do I want to launch? What it is that I wanna launch? What is the purpose? What is my goal here? Um, And really answering those questions and making sure that my, my answers to those questions really align with my cores and values. So it doesn't feel like work.
0: And to get a little bit more into the services, what exactly are you doing for those who are looking to pursue higher education or, like you said, even adults who want to go back to school? Like myself, I was 28 when I decided to go back and get my master's degree. So how are you helping those people?
1: Yes. So um, the core of Wayfinder is college admissions consulting for both the undergraduate and graduate admissions perspective. So um, on one end, I work with high school students and their families, and I help them prep for their college admissions applications. So I do everything um, from essay reviews, resume reviews, coaching students on courses to take while they're in high school, etc. I primarily work with juniors and seniors, as you may know, junior year in high school is the most critical year uh, to prep for college uh, admissions. And so I do all of the comprehensive college admissions counseling. Um, on the graduate level, um, I also work with students who want to come back to school for a graduate level degree, whether if that's an MBA, um, a master's in psychology, etc. Um, and so um, I, I do have like a, a pocket or, or a niche where. I also work with individuals that have started a degree maybe 20 years ago, um, and now, you know, they want to come back and they're thinking, is this even possible for me to come back? Is this even possible for me to finish a degree that I started so many years ago that I had to put on pause because of work, because of family, because I'm, you know, primary caretaker or breadwinner? Um, Working adults have it a little bit harder because they're managing all of these different obligations and responsibilities. Um, I did my PhD as a full-time employee, mom and spouse. And so I can relate to adults in in terms of, you know coming back to school and finishing um, or completing a degree. And so the the primary core of Wayfinder is to help students navigate whether it's the undergraduate or graduate level help them navigate through the admissions component. Um, And that also includes the college college research. We know that, you know, colleges are not created equally, (laughs) right? And so, but it's about fit, right? Um, And so finding the right fit for um, individuals to continue to pursue and obtain their their
0: college degree. See, listen to that. Now I wish I had somebody like you when I was applying to grad school programs because I completely was lost and I didn't know what I was doing. I got rejected my first time around and then I had to wait a few years and, and finally got right. And I feel like I got lucky because. When I was going through the interview process for University of Miami, the person that was recruiting me, like they really made me feel wanted in that process. So I'm like, this is this seems like a good fit for me. They want me there and I want to be there. So let's make it happen. But everybody doesn't get that opportunity and sometimes end up at universities or in programs that they that don't really align with what they want to do or who they are as a person. So I can only imagine how many people are out there like that.
1: Right, and and I wanna mention something about that. There's nothing wrong with like recruiters and enrollment consultants um, or admissions advisors, but that's their job. Their job is to help you or to make you feel wanted, in which you should, but my job really is to help you figure out the school that not only just wants you, but that's going to be a good fit for you because at the end of the day, recruiters and admissions advisors, they're sales folks, right? So they're selling you the university where I help you sell yourself, but also I help you make the decision because there's a plethora of universities and colleges and different experiences that you can have. What's going to be a better fit for
0: you? And I wanted to add, in the conversation of talking about wayfinders growing up who were wayfinders for you as you navigated through high school college
1: yeah so you know i think it's important for for folks to realize that you need several wayfinders several mentors in different stages of of your life on the education um level i am a you know second generation American, right? My parents immigrated from Haiti, came to the United States in the 70s, had us, and you know they didn't go to college. They didn't have the opportunity. Um, and so when it was time for us to go to college, a, it was already embedded that like you're going to college. this is not like a negotiable thing. this is not an option. okay, you go to high school, you go to college because we want you to have the best shot at having a a level of quality of life, right? High quality of life um, and opportunities and the way that our Haitian um, background and Caribbean background folks look at it. Education is the way this is, you work hard, you get your degrees, you get a good job and you live your happy life. Okay. Um, and so for me, it was always like, yeah, you're going to college. This is not like a thing, but my, my wayfinders um, at that point where I have an older sister and so, and she was like a great student, mind you, i I have a PhD now, but I wasn't a good student. I was like an okay student. Um, But my sister, my older sister was like, you know, golden child, really good student in all of these different um, organizations, activities. She had a lot of leadership roles. So I looked up to her um, in that regard saying, okay, what are you doing? And she kind of coached me on my college application, filling out my FAFSA, all of that. My parents didn't do my FAFSA. My parents didn't help me with my application. Um, we were trying to figure it out all on our own, and I just happened to have a, an older sister who was three years older than I, who coached me on these these different things. Um, but when I got to college, however, it was all it was it was it was all of us. It was like a peer wayfinder thing. Hey, what are you doing? <laughs> okay, how did you get that? How do we move here? You know. And um, my undergraduate experience. I knew that like I didn't have the level of preparation that I wanted to have to like go away for college. I stayed local. Um, And so when I was 17, so I I had this level of self-awareness that I'm like, we're not that mature enough to like go somewhere and, you know, live our best lives for four years and, and whatnot. So I need to stay local. I need to be close to home. Um, but it wasn't until I realized after a year into undergrad that like, man, this school is OK, but I picked this school because it was just close to home.
0: Well, you um, went to a FIU, right?
1: I went to Nova as a for my fr- for my first year, and then I transferred yeah. to FIU. Okay.
0: I mean, still, uh, still the wrong school. You should have <laughs> looked at you, but that—that's the point I was getting <laughs> at.
1: I have all three of my degrees from FIU. Let me tell you, that school has been good to me. Um, has been great to me, and so. Um, you know, finding these different levels of wayfinders, finding mentors. Um, you know, the first couple of years, like I said, it was just kind of like, you know, my classmates and and, and folks that you knew, your friends. Okay, here's what we're doing. Okay, this is what you're gonna do, Tanya, until like I found other mentors um throughout my 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 um college experience. When I went back to school for my master's in counselor education, I had already you know, found some mentors that were um, already counseling that were working in the schools, working in education.
0: Now, as an uh, entrepreneur, what does a typical day look like for you? So like you said, you wear a lot of different hats. You're a mom, you're a wife, you're a business owner. What does a typical day look like for you, when you from when you wake up to when you go back to sleep?
1: wow so my days are longer right you sometimes people have the the concept of entrepreneurship as like freedom I get to do this I get to do that I I can set my own schedule well with that level of freedom comes you got to have that that discipline so my days really start with my kids getting them ready in the morning getting them out to school come back um, home and I'm doing wayfinder work so whether i'm prepping for clients doing research for my clients um, and i try to segment my day where you know there is the client work then there's the marketing work um i love social media and social media has very has been you know very good to me in terms of the returns and, and with, with building my business and so making sure that i'm engaging um, and putting out some content out there as well so people know how how to find me um the networking as well. It's very challenging to network in pan in corona in the pandemic. And so trying to uh get out there in a safe environment, um, but also the networking component has been incredibly you know valuable to me. I joined um a networking group of uh women entrepreneurs as well and just seeing the returns and the 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 doors and opportunities that have been available just from networking as well. So a typical day to answer your question is, you know, me being a mom, me wayfinding, uh, me doing the marketing, meeting with clients um, virtually and sometimes in person as well, doing some networking. And then I got to pick up the kids, bring them back, make dinner (laughs) and then, you know, uh, help with homework. And then um, I'm Back in front of the computer, working. Um, I also teach online a graduate level higher education course, um, and so grading, posting as well. And then I, I try to wrap things up by like nine o'clock so I could, you know, have some quality time with the Mister and watch some basketball or you know whatever's on TV to unwind. And then we do it again
0: the, the next day. So I don't know how familiar you are with Black Fridays, but now it's time for my favorite section of the show and it's called Freestyle Fridays. So I have all my guests come on and they got a freestyle. You got to give me some bars. You got a- to...
1: Bars?
0: Yeah, I got <laughs> I got this beat. I need you to, you got to give us something.
1: <clears throat> okay, so I got to put on my two money hat. <laughs> That's my rapper name. Um...
0: <laughs> the fact that you have a rapper name is, is interesting in itself. <laughs>
1: Listen, one day I will share with you um, my gangster mom song that I recorded like six years ago.
0: Let me find out you out here banging. (laughs) (laughs) Freestyle Friday is just a random assortment of questions that I ask and they're all about you. So you really can't get them wrong and only got two rules that you answer every question and you answer honestly.
1: All right. I got you.
0: All right. So let's get into it. What is your fondest memory of high school?
1: Homecoming. Homecoming was a blast. Um, just being at the pep rally. This was, uh, I can't remember if it was junior or senior year, probably senior year. Senior year was great. Senior year was pretty, pretty epic.
0: Now for college, and I think I know the answer to this based on what we talked about earlier. Did you attend your dream school for college?
1: Um, so... No, I did not. My dream school um was the University of Michigan, the Wolverines, and I'll tell Hello. you why. You want to know why? Okay. So, it's 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 very superficial, but there's this person named Charles Woodson that I was like OMG about. And so when I started watching college football, literally, it was like, uh, you know, Michigan versus I don't even know if it was like Notre Dame, but whoever else was in the Big Ten at the time. And um, this was before he won the Heisman. So it was like maybe his sophomore year or so. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I want to go there. (laughs) They are having a blast. It's like a wonderful school. And this is really bad advice to tell students to pick a school because of a football team <laughs> but it happens right it's reality um especially when you're young and impressionable but yes the University of Michigan was was my dream school
0: well you know I did go to Michigan and that was my dream school and it started with watching football and I know exactly what you're talking about 1997 national championship year so that was a great yes. time so I was yes. all in and I made my decision I'm like, I want to go to Michigan but then as I got older I realized I'm like oh this is really like a top university. So, um, yeah, it it, it was still a good fit, but yeah, you, you didn't think wrong, uh, best best public university in the, in the nation. So Tanya, if I gave you $10 million untaxed, I just say, Hey, I got 10 million. I'm sending it to your account right now. You got 24 hours to spend it. What are you doing?
1: I am going to buy whatever Island I could purchase. (laughs) I mean, 10 million is probably not enough, but it will be a down payment for, for an Island. For sure.
0: Okay, so you spent the ten million quick.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's twenty four hours, right? True. Um, But I mean, there are things that I would do with that island, okay? Because I am also a giver, so it would be an island for folks to come and have like a retreat, okay? So, um, and if it's if it's mine. And you know, I can share this with, you know, communities of folks, especially dealing with the pressures of today, because I am a counselor. I always think a little R would be phenomenal. So I would I would purchase an island and it would be an avenue for folks to have R. Yes.
0: Dope. Dope. I love that idea. What's a guilty pleasure of yours? So mine, mine is reality TV. So like, I like the trash reality TV. Me too, me too.
1: Um, I have a rule. I could only do one bad reality show at a time because, you know, Um, but my my guilty pleasure has to be um, the real world road rules challenge. I love the challenge. Um, I would probably never do the challenge because I'd be like exited off like, the first person, um, for several reasons, physical, (laughs) physical limitations, and I can't deal with the drama, but I love to like watch it and stuff. So yes, I I've been watching those since the beginning.
0: Do you remember Anissa?
1: Yes. Yes, of course.
0: So I randomly ran into somebody when I was doing my internship in grad school, I randomly ran into somebody that knew her and then I was just joking. I'm like, "Oh, you don't know her, whatever." Blah blah. blah. So a couple of days go by, and then next thing I know, like she liked a few of my pictures, and then she messaged me. I was like, "Oh yeah, my friend told me that you was a fan of the show and had mentioned me." And so you know, just saying, "What's up?" I'm like, "Yeah." That, that made my day. So definitely shout out to Anissa. Favorite song on repeat?
1: It has to be Nas. That's what I was listening to the other day, and it was a uh, rare. That's on the King's Disease two that came out last summer. Okay. Um, and, and why it's because he's talking about how he's in rare form right now. And I feel like that's kind of my season. I feel like I'm in rare form right now and just really excited to, to get some work done.
0: I love it. Favorite restaurant,
1: (laughs) favorite restaurant. Um, so we have this restaurant down here in Miami called chef Adrian's That is my go to spot. And she is all about um, maximum flavor and the food is divine. Excellent.
0: Never been. But when I hit Miami next time, I'm going.
1: Yes, for sure.
0: What's your worst habit?
1: Ooh, uh, it has to be procrastination (laughs) really bad. I'm an expert level procrastinator. And the problem is that, you know, I'm able to still get things done, but I, it's like an adrenaline rush. I need, I need the, I need the fire, uh, sometimes favorite quote (laughs) Favorite quote. OK, so I don't know who originated this. I'm just going to say that it was Biggie because I feel like it's Biggie, but it's, it's probably not. But um, make your next move your best move. That is a quote that I live by.
0: All right. Perfect. So you successfully passed Freestyle Fridays. So congratulations okay. to you for engaging in my shenanigans <laughs> and for. The next segment, I call it the Friday flex. So it's an opportunity for you to pat yourself on the back for anything that you did recently or that comes to mind. Oftentimes we don't get a chance to stop and really reflect on the things that we did. So I like to give my guests the opportunity to do that. So the floor is yours.
1: Yes, thank you. So I'm flexing right now on um, a new segment that I'm launching on my YouTube channel, um, which is called Wayfinder Wednesdays. Uh, Wayfinder Wednesdays is an avenue for me to have meaningful conversations with folks in and around higher education to educate and inform folks on the college admissions game.
0: Dope, dope. And shout out to that. And I uh, definitely have to check in to Wayfinder Wednesdays for sure. So I'll make sure that we get all the links and information from you um, before we get out of here. So I want to ask you a couple more questions uh, to you from the business perspective. In the essence of Black Fridays, why do you feel like it's important for us to support Black businesses?
1: It's so important for us to support each other, right? Um, there, The narrative is always comparing what you know, black folks do with mainstream commercial um, avenues, and so with with our community, we are each other's support system. We are each other's. Um, keeper in an, ex- in, a, in an essence. And so, you know, black businesses, our economics, our community, our education, all of that is interrelated. They're all intertwined. Um, my goal is to help educate, support, and inform black folks, lower income folks, um, higher income folks, folks that are just unaware of the pitfalls of the college admissions game, right? Um, I don't want to, you know, start dropping stats, but basically, when we look at the for-profit game, you know, they target populations. They target Black and Brown folks, and they target those folks for a reason because there's a lack of awareness, there's a lack of inga- um, information, and there's a certain level of ignorance that comes into that 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 game in which we are then taken advantage of. So it's really simple. Supporting black businesses really supports us on the educational tip. It supports us on an economic uh, tip as well, so that we can achieve a higher and better quality of
0: life. That's huge. That's huge. and I I don't think I've looked at it from that perspective, but definitely being able to invest in our own communities and our own people. um, We do get a chance to see the benefits more directly um, than not. So definitely agree with you on that. And I wanted to ask if you had to look in a crystal ball and, and see what the future looks like for Tanya and Wayfinder Consulting, what would you say is on the horizon?
1: Oh man. Um, I think my, my my big big dream is that Wayfinder not only continues to grow as a ed- educational consulting company but as a lifestyle as well. I want to build a community of Wayfinders um, eventually launching a mentoring program um, also in involving um, continued education, where, if we're talking about academic credentials, et cetera. And so, you know, I see five years from down the line, Wayfinder being uh, much larger than a one woman show, um, but for it to be a community and to represent our community as well.
0: And on Black Fridays, we like to speak things into existence. So I'm sure the universe is going to bring it back to you. So definitely shout out to that. And before I forget, My demographic is probably mostly people either looking to go back and get certain degrees or people who have children that will be going to look to get certain degrees in undergrad or whatever the case may be. What advice would you give to them as the wayfinder in order to find the best fit uh, for them pursuing that education?
1: Right now, you know, my number one tip is to think outside the box, be open. Um, We've been fed a narrative that this is the route that you need to take. These are the schools that you have to go to. Guys, there's a whole world out there where you can take advantage of opportunities, opportunities for less money than you would pay here, maybe in the States. So I'm thinking global. Um, Having global opportunities really just expands your outlook. It expands your your perspective. And so my number one advice to individuals looking to go back or looking at schools for their their children, be as open as you can. Um, Don't just think about education from, you know, a traditional uh, setting think about education as a global mindset there are so many different opportunities and schools that you can take advantage of and you know I love bringing new ideas and you know new schools and new opportunities to folks who probably didn't know that there were these opportunities out there.
0: And that's huge I, I, for me personally. I didn't get a chance to study abroad while I was in undergrad and even in grad school. Um, the closest I got was doing a consultant project for businesses in the Bahamas, which was like 30 minutes from uh, Miami, but it was a great experience. It was eye opening. I could only imagine if I had went to the UK, Australia, you know, any other country. So I think that that's big what you said and expanding your horizon and really thinking about where globally, how do you look at this education thing versus just um, in your own backyard?
1: Right, exactly. I mean, there's a reason why the U.S. needs in you know, higher education um, outcomes, However, you know, if everybody's coming here, what's happening over there, right? And so this is not just a study abroad for a week in Paris. Yeah, that sounds great. Paris is wonderful. But what's happening in Ghana? Is there a study abroad trip that you can do in South Africa and some of these other locations? Um, And and in Spain, you can do a medical program for six years, where here you have to do it for, for eight if you want to become an MD. And so there are different avenues that we can explore that we can consider and it really just opens up, you know, the whole world to you, right? And so that's something that, you know, I'm super passionate about and I love just helping folks kind of navigate through all of this information and sift through to make a good decision that's going to be um, best for you.
0: Big time, big time. And Dr. Abuzi, where can people find you? Give us all your links, give us all your handles if they want to reach out and connect.
1: Yeah, so my website is www.yourwayfinder.com. I'm on Instagram as Dr. Abu Zaid. That is Dr. A-B-O-U-Z-E-I-D-E. I'm on Facebook as Tanya Frederick Abu Zaid. Um, YouTube, just type in Your Wayfinder. I will come up there. I'm also on LinkedIn. Uh, full name, Tanya Frederick Abu Zaid. And what else? Oh, I'm on TikTok as well. So that's been kind of fun. Uh, I feel like the old lady on TikTok, but it's okay. Um, And I'm Dr. Abouzai on TikTok as well.
0: And I've been seeing your social posts. You're doing a good job as far as creating the content and stuff like that. So, yeah, definitely keep that up.
1: Thank you. Thank you. You know, being creative, we're all creators in our own different avenues and rights. And so I've been having a blast, as you can tell, on, <laughs> on social media. And so um just really excited to push out content that's going to be meaningful for, uh, for folks interested.
0: And make sure that you all tap in with the info that she provided. Make sure you go check out the Wayfinder pages and Tanya as well. I want to thank you for being my guest today on Black Fridays. Definitely was a a special opportunity and special episode for me. Like I said, was a big help during my time at University of Miami and working on the projects and things that I did or if it was just, you know, just have an opportunity to see you and kick it in the uh, office.
1: Thanks for the invite. Happy to help, as you know, and, you know, really congratulations to you. You're doing great seeing you from student to professional. And now you're delving into uh, this realm is, you know, very rewarding as a professional and as a friend. So kudos to you.
0: Absolutely. And thank you very much. And ladies and gentlemen, Black Fridays, once again, another episode in the books, and I will see you all next week.